0: Welcome to this week's podcast by Pastor Jamal Oliver of White Street Baptist Church, located in Auburn, Alabama. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, and God remembered Noah. You may be seated. And God remembered Noah. Noah. I don't want to take much of your time, and I'm going to give you a little moment to rest today. I'm going to get you off your feet. I've already done that very quickly, but I still want you to do me a favor and just kind of turn to your neighbor and say, "Neighbor, Neighbor. God has not forgotten." forgotten. All right, look, look at, look at another neighbor and say, "Neighbor, "Neighbor, God has not forgotten." Pastor Bernard Mitchell, known as Mississippi Mitchell, preached this text along with this topic, and it inspired me to look, since we were in the Genesis survey, at this text in a different light. Though I won't be presented it the way that he did, I love the text and the topic. God has not forgotten. In the context of what we have been looking at and surveying among the Genesis story, the story of the beginning, we have come to a place where God is fed up with mankind. He's fed up with mankind and he says that my spirit would not remain with man any longer now than 120 years and what we don't realize at the moment when he says this is that god is actually setting what is known in some circles as the drop dead date for mankind because what is happening is it was 120 years from the moment that god said that to the time that the flood waters begin to come and what god is saying simply in this moment is that my spirit cannot dwell with man because man has come and become increasingly evil and i'm going to now finally wipe him off the face of the earth. We've gone from sin simply being the biting of an apple and the disobedience of God's uh, law when he simply says do not eat from one tree to Cain killing Abel to the point where men are going to want to take revenge on Cain so much so that Cain has to go to God and ask for protection and then we turn around and angels are coming out of heaven and messing around with little girls and, and women and having children and to a point where every inclination of the body and the mind and the thought of man was evil and God was sick of it. I'm sorry. I've been on Facebook too much. And that's how the young folks spell stuff like that. Sick of it. You know, with a U and a D at the end. I'm sorry. That, that is that's vernacular for sick of it. He was sick of it. He was sick of the sin. He was sick of the malice. He was sick of of the evil that was coming from man. And God said, I'm fed up, I'm done. They got to go. But there in 6, chapter 6, verse 8, he says, but God found favor with Noah. And Noah found favor with God. Whichever translation you hear, basically, here's Noah in the midst of all this sin, He finds favor with God. And I've already suggested this and I said to you because you know that you know your history better than I do and you know what you did last summer because you're the one who did it. But you know that in the midst of your sin, in the midst of what's going on around you, in the midst of everything that's going on in your mind, in your mouth, in your hands, and in your feet, sometimes you will see that God still favors you. Oh I should have gotten a bad from everybody in the room because nobody in this room has ever been able to walk and talk and say that I am perfect and I am not sinning and falling short of the glory of God and even if you say it, the Bible has already confirmed that if you say that you hadn't sinned, you are a liar and the truth is not in you and then it goes back to affirm that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God so I'm going to say it just one more time since sin actually causes death and the fact that you still alive and you still sinning, you are ashamed about by the fact that God not only takes care of you, but you find favor in his sight. You know what favor is? You got that job that you shouldn't have. Why? Because you're still stealing pens from the you know you still got that car that you got and you know you ain't got no business with it because you missed too many payments. You, you know you can still park downtown and you got more tickets than the ticket meter herself. Found favor. You still going to the mall and buying clothes. I ain't got no money. Favor. You got a man that you don't take care of that still take care of you. Favor. You still got a woman that put up with your mess and she's still there and you're still messy. Favor. Still got friends that you took advantage of. Favor. They know that you took advantage of and they still love you. They say that she just like that that's just how she is you just have to look over her sometimes she she's still my friend we have found favor in the sight of god and noah in this day had found favor in the sight of god but can i tell you in noah's favor he had to deal with some issues on his road to redemption because if you remember what we talked about in the last couple of weeks that god went to Noah and told Noah, listen, I'm going to wipe out man, but I'm going to use you in order to restart everything. You're going to be the one that I'm going to redeem and I'm going to save and you're going to be the one that's going to start mankind over because you know what? I found you to be righteous and the fact that you're righteous meaning you're not perfect but you you do pretty good. If, it, if there was anybody here that I could actually turn to and say he might mess up but he got a good heart. I mean he got his issues but you know his heart is still for me. I, I know he's not perfect but you know he tries pretty hard. You know how it is in life some of those times where you know you trying your heart is finally you finally trying to do what's right and then you find yourself messing up just as much as when you were trying to do right you find out like God okay can I just put it in Paul's way so y'all don't think I'm making it up Paul said the stuff that I want to do that's the stuff that I don't do and the things that I don't want to do I find out those are the things that I do I even find out that when I would do good that evil is ever present now let me bring it to you in your day today so you will understand that it ain't just your way but he Here's the thing, you know you don't want to cuss nobody you done stop going around people, you don't even want to say nothing, you ain't commenting or posting no more on Facebook, but then somebody drops something in your DM and then you turn around and you run into them at the store. You ain't seen them in five years, but you just saw her the other day and she posted something that suggested something about your second cousin first removed and then you turned around and you saw her and you want to say something to her and you don't say nothing to her, but then you run into that cousin she say, that's that girl who was talking to about me. And now you got to turn up for the (laughs) coach. You were trying to avoid trouble. But trouble wouldn't avoid you. Noah wasn't a perfect man. But he was a man that tried. And because of his righteousness that God saw him God said I'm going to use you. You would think that if God favors me, that I wouldn't have to deal with some of the things that I have to deal with. You would think that if God favors you and calls you, that your life would be a little smoother in its sailing. You would think if God found me righteous, surely God would reward that with a little bit of peace of mind and a little bit of easy sailing. But the truth is in your life, even though God favors you and even though God loves you, you still got to go through something. And you have to understand that while you're going through, God has not forgotten about you. I understand that you probably don't see it in the text because it's not necessarily detailed in the place that you are reading. But if you would look between those proverbial lines, you will see some things that just don't necessarily make it seem like Noah had the easiest time look at it because you have to understand that Noah looked like the fool of his day. You just, you, you just think about it. Noah Noah is sitting here and he's talking to God. He's probably minding his own business. He he don't mess with nobody else. He's, he's there this time. We're not even sure that he's yet married when God speaks to him. And the suggestion is he's not yet found his wife. He's by himself. But he's there. And God speaks to him. At this moment, Noah quite possibly when he began to build, or gets the word, at that moment, when he builds, he's about 500. When he gets the word, he's about, oh gosh, I don't know, a little young. We talk about that because we can age his son, who's about 98, and we can go down and look at some numbers. But the fact is, Noah got the word. It took a while before he started building. And here he is, he's planning. You gotta understand, he's chopping down trees. Yeah. He's having to get wood yeah. in massive amounts. He's out in the middle of a field of forest and he's measuring out this monstrosity yeah. of a building. Yeah. And Noah has to get to a place where he doesn't really understand exactly what he's doing, he's just doing it simply out of obedience. I don't really get why I'm doing this, but God said it, so I'm going to what? I'm going to do it. And up until this moment, the Bible does not suggest to us no detail that they had seen anything like a boat. Yet God didn't ask him to build a boat. He asked him to build an ark. An ark is more like a large mansion that can float on water. It's not meant to be steered. It's not meant to be in any way directed by anybody on the inside. It is just there to protect them from what's going on on the outside. Ain't that like what God does to you in life? He'll build you. You know, you'll have that arc of safety. He'll put you in that cocoon. It's not for you to steer it. It's just for him to take you where he wants you to go. And though you might have to deal with some stuff, you won't have to deal with everything that comes in that. God will protect you from the mess on the outside, even though you got to deal with what's going on on the inside. God is just trying to protect you until it's your time to come out. Here it is. Noah is measuring and cutting and pulling in wood and bringing in resources. and We never hear of anybody helping him. We we would imagine he had to have some help, but we never hear of that help. He doesn't have his sons quite yet. He's he's there, he's building, and he's building. And, And do you know how it had to feel? When folk come around you and start asking you questions like, no. You know how you got those nosy neighbors and they coming by your house walking this way looking that way and when they get out of eyes view now they walking this way looking that way and you wondering if there ever ever, ever was a pole in front of them they'd miss but it won't miss them they come by your house and they looking They done drove by two or three times on a dead end street. <laughs> Ain't got no business over your way. But they so nosy that they pull into your house with no reason and start asking questions that they shouldn't even knew the answer. What kind of grass this is? And you wondering over here, how you see my grass from over that side of town? who cut your grass? How did you know I, I had grass? Child, what's that new car that be sitting in your driveway? I don't know. How you know who was at my house last night? Where were you? Apparently not at your house. You got folks just know. So you got to imagine the people are nosing now. How nosy they were back then. Can't you imagine they walking around saying, no. What you doing with all that wood? That's too much wood to burn. Yeah. Yeah. What, you building you another house? Lord? We heard you already got one of those across town. What you need all this wood for? What? what, what what's that you building? You got to understand that this man had to deal with folk looking at him like he was crazy. And then here comes his answer. Well, I'm building an ark. Because the Lord says, is going to rain rain. at this time we don't know what their dealings with rain, thunderstorms, tsunamis, typhoons, or anything of the like. We don't know that they even know much about it. Yes, God allowed for uh, God, the, the canopy above to uh, water the, uh, uh, the, the the ground beneath. But he also allowed for some of the water to come up and to water and allow it to grow. But we don't know that they are dealing with anything. But one thing we do know, that Noah is nowhere near any water. So whether they believed that it was going to rain or not, they knew this, you're building a boat, but there ain't no water. Now is that something, you haven't seen that in your life where you, you, you believe in something that can't nobody else see? You, believe, you practicing right now to be a doctor, but you haven't got accepted into your bachelor's program yet. You ever know you start to you start to prepare yourself for a job, and you start to learn how to type. You start to learn how to talk to people. You you already got your inside voice on, and you still outside in the cold, and you still trying to get yourself together. You walking around the house. Yes, hi, I'm principal so and so, and you sitting there like child. You barely a coach. What you talking about? You walking around. Yes, I'm I'm the new first African American person to be on the move. And you're trying to, you already practicing for stuff that's not yours. And then you get in a position where you have to explain that God said that I was going to make it. God said that I would go to the top. God said that I'll get the desires of my heart. God said that I would be this person. God said that I would get here. God says, How many of y'all already know how you're going to drive your new wheel? Come on now, y'all. Y'all ain't going to be honest in church. Some of y'all sit at the light and you put your arm right there on that steering wheel. And you don't sit like this at 10 and 2. But you got to slide the left hip forward. You got to drop the right hip back. You got to let that seat ride just a little bit. You got to throw the palm on the steering wheel. You have to have the shoulders open so you can control the sound and steer the wheel all at the same time. You got to open your shoulders just to turn left. But you got to keep it right around now. and then you got to know how to crack the windows just right. And you ain't going to mess up a good car by putting no sound in it but you got to get a good car that's got some what? Sound in it. So when you come around the corner, everybody going to see your new car. Now right now, you're still in a 2014 Honda that still got some clicking and it still, you know, make a loud noise when you stop. But in your mind, you thinking, when I get my new car. Many of us have to deal with the issues of seeing tomorrow today when nobody else sees our tomorrow today. Noah had to deal, number one, with personal, or public, rather, ridicule. Folk talked about Noah. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. 120 years, he's like, y'all, it's going to rain. You need to get it together. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. And everybody looking at you, you building a boat, there ain't no water. You got problems. He said it's going to rain. And he had to continue to build and do what God tells him to do. And I can only imagine at once he got all the resources together and began to build this boat. He started to put the boat together. And he started to put it together. And people are starting to see a boat being made on dry land. And here he is, standing, looking at a boat. Not only do we have public ridicule, but I have to assume that he had, Oh God some personal reservations if you'll be honest that on your road to where god has destined you to go that sometimes you can have some personal reservation about all that's going on in your life you can get to the point where that public ridicule if you just be honest sometimes it'll make you start thinking some stuff about the situation too I'm trying to help you here because some of you feel like you're by yourself, but I'm trying to tell you, it's not Abnormal for you to start uh listening to that mess that's on the outside. See, sometimes you have to be careful about what you allow yourself to hear and the people that you hang around because they'll plant a seed of doubt on the inside of you. And now, instead of your weak growing by itself, you got some tails growing too. And you got some good in your mind, you got some bad in your mind. And you're thinking, I know God said this, but I just can't see it. And sometimes you know God said it and you can't see it. And you start to get worried in your own mind. But this is the thing, it doesn't matter that you see it. It only matters that God said it because God has already told us we walk by faith and not by somebody read their Bible. So just because you don't see it, just because they don't see it, does not mean that it's not going to happen. But if you be honest with yourself, the longer God tarries, the harder it is to believe. Can imagine that this man, after having public ridicule, had to deal with personal reservations. And now let me tell you what he did. Somewhere in there, if the Bible is true, he either found the wife or we finally heard about the wife. I'm on to something because all the men got quiet. If you think the public Think the public can give you a headache. You wait till you get to a point and your wife don't see the, the vision no more. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with the Bible because y'all are messy. And y'all are looking like, oh, here we go again. Oh, no, let me stick with Job. Job had to deal with God. And God was allowing the devil to deal with Job. And somewhere in there, Job's wife got sick of it. And Job's wife went to Job and said, I'm sick of all this God talk when you're going through what you're going through. I'm tired of all of this. God gonna take care of me. God gonna redeem me. God gonna take care. I'm tired of that, Job. You are sick we lost our children we lost our things we lost our cattle our livestock. we lost everything and you still over here talking about the lord give it and the lord take it away and you still over here talking about bless be the name of the lord you still talking about god is good all the time and all the time god is good your friends are telling you that you and god ain't got no good relationship and you still over here talking about bless the lord oh my soul and Joe's wife looked at him and said, what you need to do is curse your God and die. Here's my point. Noah had to deal with a wife in there somewhere. He had to deal with the raising of a new child. And all you got to do if you want life to change, have a child. And all of a sudden, things that you used to work on and had time for, you ain't got time for that anymore. Put, put yourself in the see them noah here he has been working on this boat and now we got a new boy you ain't going out there to work on that boat today leave me with no children this child cried all night and they ain't getting no sleep i'm tired of this child attaching to me i'm he can't be that hungry i'm sick of him and you think you're gonna go out and get on that boat today you better take a baby carriage with you you're gonna be out there nailing with a baby attached to your back you ain't to leave it be today with no Y'all ain't laughing. But these new mamas different. These new mamas don't let you leave without the baby. See, back in the day, when the husband walked in and that was a new baby, the grandmama said, well, go on in there and see a child. You won't on. you don't know nothing about no children. Send the man out. No, no, everybody, come on in here. Get you some of this. He crying. Go get him. No, no, she don't need him. She done had him all day. You got new grandmamas now. New grandma was protecting the woman. Like, no, nah, she's been here all day. Where you been? Working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't say partying, I said working, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, you at home now. Go get, Go get that child. Noah had to deal with public ridicule, personal reservation, and private resistance. He had to deal with the fact that there was probably little support for this boat that's sitting outside and ain't no water. You done spend all the money, all the resources, spend all your time building a boat and there is no water. Noah had to get to a place where he felt like God had forgotten me. He had to feel like all this time I've done what God has told me to do. But yet God has not even fulfilled his promise in that the rain is going to come have not seen a drop of rain yet the boat is built i even went out and identified all the animals i've got predator i've even found prey i got the lion the bear and the tiger i found the snake the rat and the bird. And I already coupled them two by two. I'm just waiting on the day that God says it's about to start raining. And you gotta understand that he's gone through all of this even before the rain. Is there anybody here that says sometimes uh, it's hard to, to just get to the start point? It's hard just to get into school. Then school is going to take about four to five to six, depending on how hard it is, seven years. And then I'm going to have to go through my certification. The road looks long and hard. And all I got is this little thing that God said to me He said, You're going to make it. He said, You're going to get down to where you're trying to go. He said, "You shall win in the end." He said that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. He said, "What he begins, he'll make sure that he finishes, even unto the day of Jesus Christ." He said, "I won't die." before I see the salvation of the Lord. And I thank God for his promise. But Lord is mighty hard going through the process. I can see Noah when he has his public ridicule. I can see him when he has his personal reservations. I can see him when he has his private resistance. But I thank God that he had the promise of redemption. He was damned and he just held on to what God said. Is there anybody here that you're in that moment? You're just holding on to what God said. It doesn't look like it now, but you're holding on to what God said. They're looking at you funny, but you're holding on to God's promise. Can I tell you this? Just hold on to God's unchange hands, I thank God that uh, as Noah was living uh, and walking with God uh, that the rain finally uh, start falling down. I thank my God that uh, he had everything ready uh, because when the time came he opened up that boat uh, and he placed everything in them, And he closed that boat. And the Lord sealed him in. And when the Lord did his business, he had no protected. And I thank my God when the world around me is being destroyed, God is still protecting me. Is there anybody here that says with everything going around me... Thank God that uh, It didn't come to my dome. Uh, they killing over there And uh, they shooting over there uh, Going crazy over there uh, But I thank my God uh, It's all good right here uh, It could have been me Last night uh, that somebody Shot and killed uh, But I thank God that uh, He protected me uh, And I'm holding on uh, To his unchanging hands Because uh, my God he gave me a promise i can see the rain and i can hear the thunder and i can see the lightning flashing i can hear people screaming but on the inside of the ark the lord he protected me is there anybody here that said god my father I Thank you for protecting me. Is there anybody here that said when everything going wrong? Lord, you providing for me. The trees are gone. The vegetation is gone. Everything is gone. But everything I need is right here in the house. I got everything I need right in my heart you see Noah he's having to deal with everything on the outside but God is taking care of him on the inside he protected me he provided for me and I thank God that when it stopped raining Noah was still right there but understand he had to stay in that ark for over a year sometimes God will take your process, and he'll make it a little bit longer than you ever imagined. Because when the rain stopped, they still couldn't get out the boat. They had to wait until God cleared the way. They had to wait until he evaporated the water, until he moved the waters, until the waters cleared. And as they ended Anybody here that said I got to my destination and I still wasn't ready. I had to wait before the Lord could clear the way. Is there anybody, anybody that said I'm right here. I'm at the edge. I can finally see the light. I gotta wait for my clearance. I can see God about to work. But it ain't happened yet. But I'm gonna hold on to this unchanging hand Thank God that Noah was patient while the Lord was providing and the Lord was protecting. He was patient and he waited on the promise. I thank God that when we get to chapter 8, he says this one line, and my God, remember Noah, no matter how long it take, God hadn't forgotten about you. I thank my that he won't forget about me it reminds me of a story that I told you once before there was an old lady and she had a grandson and the old lady she was able to take care of herself and take care of her grandson and she would walk around the house and she would thank God for everything thank God for my meat thank God for my meal thank God for my house Thank God for my health and thank God for my strength. But one day, as it would happen, she got a little sick and she couldn't take care of the house. And when she couldn't take care of the house, the firewood got low. Started getting cold in the house. And because she couldn't get any, couldn't get any strength, she couldn't get in the kitchen. And the meal got low and the food got low and then she couldn't get a medicine because without wood and food she couldn't get any money in order to get her prescription and she was sitting there and she was still thanking God and this is the thing that he didn't understand being the grandson is that in this situation why are you still praising God and she said the Lord will provide and he said what's going on and what's taking him so long she said don't worry he hadn't forgot about me and so one day he took in the paper and sat down and began to pray and write a letter to the man named Jesus and he put on the paper Dear Mr. Jesus, my grandmama's down here sick and we don't have any food, we don't have any firewood and she don't have any money to get her prescription. Please Mr. Jesus, it seemed like it took you a while but don't forget about my grandma and grandson. He folded it up and put it in an envelope he took that old envelope, and he took it up to the cornerstone, and he placed it in the outgoing mail, and the man at the store, he saw that envelope, and he looked at the envelope, and all it had was Mr. Jesus, and he took that envelope, and he read that letter, and he heard that boy, here yeah, Mr. Jesus, my grandmother said the firewood. Getting alone, we don't have any food, and she don't have any money to get her prescription. I know it's taking you a while, but please don't forget about my grandmother. Son, grandson, he got a look here he and he walked to the back of the store and he started getting some food and putting the food together. The boy went on to school. He called it a friend down at the wood company and he said, I need some wood and just put it on my tab." he called his friend down at the pharmacy and he said, I need a prescription to send down to this woman he called another friend that was a doctor and he said, I need you to go down and check on this woman and put it on my tab." and the little boy got out of school And he started walking home, got close to the house, saw some smoke coming from the chimney. He got a little closer, smelled some bread cooking in the kitchen. He got in the house, he saw his grandmama standing up walking around. And he said, Grandmama, what happened to him? He said, I told you that my God would not forget me, and he will, he'll provide all needs. Is there anybody here that said, my God, he will not forget, he'll provide everything he said, if you know him, and if you tried him, say yes. He doesn't forget about me. He didn't forget about me. That Friday evening when they hung him high and they stretched him wide. They nailed his hands and they ripped his side. Is there anybody here? That's I said, thank God he didn't forget about me. He died. forgotten and God remembered Noah no matter what you're going through know that God remembers he remembers you that promise that he made that thing that he said he would bring to pass that thing that has pressed your heart and you can see it you feel it even though it tarry even though it takes a while God has not forgotten about you. You're not by yourself. You're never alone. But God is always there. The doors of the church are open. Would that be one who maybe desires to come and become a part of the family that possesses the promise from our Father that he will provide everything we need? Would that? To be washed away by the blood of the lamb that was shed about 2,000 plus years ago on Calvary's mountain. All over the room, would everyone? Maybe you want to come and give your life to Christ, confessing publicly what God has done with you privately. All over the room, would everyone?